You're listening to Ants Talk. My next guest has started a business where they are the go-to destination for sustainable and ethical fashion and beauty products in Australia. With over 100 brands and 3,000 products, all of which are proudly Australian. Let's chat to the creator, Jordan Wilkes. Hey, Jordan, how are you? Yeah, not bad, thanks. How about you, Anthony? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for coming on to the show. So, Jordan, how did your idea come about? Uh, it was, I guess, like most businesses, it, it stemmed from scratching my own itch. So, uh, about a couple of years ago, I started to really think consciously about, uh, you know, what I was wearing, and I thought to myself, do I agree with child labour, human rights abuses, and the destruction of the environment? I would have said no, and I think nine percent of your listeners would say no as well. Uh, but I looked at my wardrobe, and I, and I realised. I'm giving tacit consent to a lot of companies who are committing such atrocities in the world. Yeah. So I wasn't really matching what I believed with what I was buying. Um, and then sort of as I started researching around about brands who are a lot more conscious, you know, whether it be being ethically made, sustainable, and whatnot, I yeah. found just there was a, a lack of marketplaces out there. So, you know, in Australia, what the Iconic is really popular, you know, ASOS is really popular as well. They make it super convenient for you to shop, you know, what we call fast fashion. Whereas I wanted to create uh, an alternative for slow fashion shoppers mm. where they could find a variety of you know, amazing, conscious Australian labels all in the one place. You don't need to place seven different orders from seven different brands. It can be one order from the one store and that's your go-to destination. Such a great idea. I think that um, a lot of people too uh, probably would have noticed in the last few years that we've, we've been shown a lot more of what actually happens with fashion and how it is made mm. and the, you know, the, the things that have happened over in India with buildings collapsing with people in them and stuff like that were, were basically yeah. they're earning literally no money just to make clothing for us to wear. Um, mm. And here in Australia, the funny thing is that over the last few years, those brands that are the really fast fashion and that do partake in those, those practices um, are becoming bigger. And mm. we're using them more and more because here in Australia, we were so starved for that sort of stuff for so long. So when it actually did drop here, people think that is, that's the only alternative. And just because it is cheap doesn't mean it's good either. So we've got to keep yeah. that in mind, definitely. Now, Stride caters to men, women and non-binary people. Why did you want to focus on Australian-made products? Uh, yeah, the, the big part of Australia Made is that we have a lot of talented designers and manufacturers in Australia who can't really compete due to the international competition. And mm. especially too, when we talk about Australian Made um, to the manufacturing, um, we are losing a lot of our jobs overseas and it can be quite tough for Australian Made brands to compete with uh, internationally made brands. So we want to make a focus of Australians supporting Australians and in a sort of roundabout way, create a bit of a circular economy. Um, not that I've got anything against international manufacturing or overseas labels or anything like that, you know, um, as long as they're doing things the right way, I'm, I'm all for them. Um, yeah. but I, just, I think in Australia, we probably don't give ourselves enough credit for the industries we have here, not just in fashion, but in a variety of different aspects. So just really important to me as a, as a proud Australian uh, to, to sort of play my part in supporting Australians. And, um, and a lot of our customers too really like that they are shopping Australian brands. So even though a lot of the sort of slow fashion movement is heavily dominated throughout America and Europe, you've got brands like Ecoff, which is really popular, and Reformation, really popular in America. Um, but there are a lot more in, uh, sort of fantastic, sustainable labels in Australia that people just haven't heard of. Yeah. Um, so really giving you a voice and giving a platform to these brands is also um, very humbling. I think it's a really important thing because we really need that at this present time. We we need to be supporting each other because going mm. through this COVID stuff is ridiculous and so many people here are not making money. So if we can support each mm. other to continue 
making money and and producing what we do produce. I think it's a really, really good thing. Another point too that I wanted to go back to is that um, I've noticed that with when I went onto the website, um, the non-binary section was amazing. I absolutely loved it. The concept's great. Ah, awesome. The the the, um, the articles of clothing are brilliant, and the way that you've actually shot it and photographed it's really cool too. I think it's a really great thing that you're doing with that. Oh, I've never it. I've never seen it before on any other website. No, I was going to say we've got one of the brands, and we're hopefully getting the second one on there that they do cater to sort of unisex or non-binary clothing. Mm. Um, and yeah, I really appreciate your kind words there. Um, in, in that we have that section because uh, we want to be as inclusive as possible to um, as many different people. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's, that's a really important part of it. And just give a quick shout out to Gangster Seer, which is the brand that started doing some really cool sort of gender neutral clothing. Um, so yeah, big it's, credit goes to them. Yeah, it's so good. I love it. Make sure you subscribe to Ants Talk. Now, why do you think we need to shop sustainable and ethically? Uh, yeah, it's, it's a great question, Anthony. The main reason why I would say we need to do that is because as consumers, we hold all the power. Mm. Um, so let's say, for example, if nobody was to step into a, a um, H&M store tomorrow, which you know, due to COVID might not even happen with some places, but yeah. let's assume it's a, a non-COVID world. No one wants to step into H&M tomorrow. The head office is going to uproar. What's happening? What are we doing wrong? Because at the end of the day, they serve us as consumers. Mm. So if we start telling these fast fashion labels, I don't want to vote with my wallet for your products because you are, let's just say, destroying the environment. They either have to listen to the customers and adapt or they're going to die and go bankrupt. And vice versa with supporting brands who are, you know, paying workers a fair wage, um, you know, not destroying the environment. We give it more money to them. We're voting with our wallet to say, this is what we want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's really important for consumers not to think, yeah, you're just one person. You can't, you can't change the world. And, yeah, to an extent, yeah, I do agree with that. But if millions of people make small changes, we can have a global impact. So it's so as much looking at your own impact is in what I can just do in my little ecosystem. It's if you start doing it and then, um, you know, maybe your friend starts doing it, then your mum starts doing it, then your mum's friend's hair just starts doing it. So you create that chain reaction and we can really see a lot of um, global change. And that's, where I do, that's, that's where I do think one person can make a change because if you take a stance like that, then p- your friends mm. and family, et cetera, will notice. And all it takes is one of them to then pick it up, one of their friends to see it. So it is literally yeah. a chain reaction which can, you know, can change the world. Now, what Agreed. are some of the things that compelled you to create such a place to shop? Uh, I guess probably the main reason that that, that springs to mind is it's creating the convenience because there definitely are other factors in that, you know, to shopping your own values, being a conscious consumer, um, you know, protecting the environment and in that people deserve to get paid a living wage and they're all main factors. But the biggest thing that compelled me would be the convenience of having that go-to destination uh, for, your, uh, for your brands because I know myself, I used to shop at ASOS before I uh, sort of moved into slow fashion and I just loved ASOS because there was hundreds of brands thousands of products it's made it so easy for you to do so i want to remove that barrier in that people don't shop slow fashion because they don't know where to go um so i want to strive to be that go-to destination for that so definitely be convenient anthony it's actually um interesting you say that because i think that a lot of people um it's it's about awareness i mean i didn't i didn't really know about um many other brands before and Mm. When when cotton oh should I say the name well let's just say it. cotton on and other yeah. brands like that that came to Australia that are your fast fashion um, I mean I thought it was amazing oh my god I can get a singlet for ten dollars you know mm. I can't get a singlet for ten dollars anywhere else 
The only problem is that $10 singlet doesn't last very long. That is a really big, big thing. I've literally found that I would have it only for a few months where I could go somewhere else, pay, sure, probably $30, $40, but that T-shirt's going to last me several years. And that is really the biggest difference is because they're spending money on quality of fabric, also the quality of the maker, et cetera, et cetera, so that the money does go to a better better product. Yeah, definitely. And and so one thing I'll just chime in there and say, Anthony, is is, it's a thing called plan obsolescence, Mm -hmm. um, whereby they, the products are designed to deteriorate, to not last as long. So you have to return and buy them again. Exactly. Um, Yeah. So I think that was a similar thing with the light bulb um, with plan obsolescence and how the industries have have taken that upon them. So it's, it's funny you say that because it's deliberate tactic. Yeah. I think that's another thing that, um, a big tech company does also constantly yeah. changing their equipment. So you've got to buy more and more attachments. <laughs> might, might be named after a fruit. <laughs> yeah. As we, as I can see them in your ears and as the computer is actually <laughs> using. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Now what would be some of your favorite brands on the website? Yeah, there's, there's quite a few built. It's a lot more female dominated. Some mm. of the female dominated brands I like is one called Carly Ballard. Um, another unisex one called Dorsey, which I think is amazing. Um, in terms of menswear, um, I'm a big fan of Kenny Franks and Tassie Travels. Um, and I know it might sound cliche, but I, I like to think all of them are fantastic on there. And um, everyone's got their own um, eye for fashion and their own taste. So mm. um, what I might like might be something you don't like, Anthony. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but they're some of the ones that, that I really like. So with the with those brands, are, they, are these uh, being produced by all different ages is there like a a large majority of youth creating these brands now uh yeah there's quite an eclectic mix so there's, there's some that you'd think uh i'm trying to think now like some of like i know one of the brands their whole ethos is that they get kids to design the tees um and then they vote for them and then they do like a pre-order thing and all their tees have a social message about it, which are really cool so that's a very like i'm talking nine ten eleven year olds really yeah, yeah. um inspiring that brand some of them you know are sort of older gentlemen uh some of them sort of middle-aged women um some of them you know quite a few of the brands are um young mums doing some really cool things so mm. yeah with it sort of over 100 brands it's quite an, yeah an eclectic mix of people coming from all walks of life all different stages of their life and coming from a variety of different backgrounds so that's actually really cool because i as i why i asked the question was because i'm hoping that youth aren't the only ones that are aware of this issue so okay. it's, it's really good to see there are people like my age um who are also <laughs> wising up to the issue itself yeah what um, what may we not know about the waste of the industries uh you're talking more so in terms of um sort of environmentally or, or yeah or waste. environmentally yeah. and waste of within the say the fashion industry itself yeah yeah cool there's a sort of a cool quote or sort of parable that i'm i'm, I'm not going to say it perfectly but you get the gist of it in that in china they tend to know the color of the season um three months in advance or mm-hmm. three months uh, the color of the season about three six months in advance because of the color of the rivers um so these fast fashion labels are polluting the rivers let's say with wow. with purple um, and then, you know, they'll, like it's, it's like, yeah, sort of this saying that they'll know in advance because of that. Um, you know, another sort of interesting statistic is that um, the fashion industry is the world's second largest polluter, um, you know, beaten by the impeccable oil industry. Um, and that, uh, I'm trying to think of this, this, uh, this statistic perfect, but um, the, fast, uh, the fashion industry is responsible for, if you were to collate the carbon emissions for every airline in the world and times it by five, 
that would be how much the fashion industry is emitting in terms of their, wow. their carbon emissions. So I think a lot of people um, are aware that the fashion industry is polluting the world, that it is causing devastation. But I don't think a lot of people understand that to the extent that it's doing it. Yeah. Just like right now, Anthony, some people who might be climate change deniers, I don't think I necessarily disagree with me when I say pl- single-use plastics are bad. They probably don't understand the severity of it. Mm. Um, so I think that's there are some statistics where I hope I've cited them correctly um, that just truly, um, hopefully, awaken people's minds into the severity of the issue and they should need to try and make small changes. Yeah, because um, we've got to realise that there's, there's so much that goes into the production of clothing. Um, mm. and it, it's things like dyeing and almost putting a, a, a long life cover on the clothing or the fabric itself other things that then go into the rivers because everything then needs to be rinsed out so yeah wear it ourselves etc etc and they're spraying fabrics with so many different poisons and we we don't even know half of what's happening and unfortunately in in many of those third world countries they're producing stuff um, and utilizing stuff that we would never allow into our country and Unfortunately, we allow it in on clothing because we don't know any different. It's just been sprayed by something that we weren't even aware about. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. So who benefits from us shopping in this way? Look, in terms of the sort of people directly, I think it's definitely the garment workers in these third world countries. Mm. Um, because at the end of the day, if we're not going to be demanding um, better work conditions, um, sort of better pay and there's this big who made my clothes movement where people are in I think it happens every June um, where people for for um, a couple of weeks to the fashion revolution they're asking their favorite brands who made my clothes um, and there's these templates that people can use to find out um, the information they should be asking their brands and just really trying to boost um, accountability and transparency because if we don't know who's making our clothes we can't demand that person A, B, and C deserves to get paid a living wage, yeah. whereas they're just these these ghost people who we didn't even know exist. We can't really demand better. So I think it's really important that um, yeah that, that we demand the working conditions that we kind of take for granted in Australia. Um, but in saying that, there, there is examples of workplace beauty in Australia, too. We're not perfect, but it is much better than some of the third world countries throughout Asia. Uh, but I definitely think it's the, um, the garment workers who we give a voice to yeah. through our active consumerism, whether it be through buying or through um, emailing these brands and keeping them accountable, as well as other sort of independent bodies. Mm-hmm. If you like your beauty products to stand out, look a little different and smell amazing, then I'm pretty sure you should check out Sugar Monster. Brand new and completely Adelaide-based, Sugar Monster scrubs are natural body products with a quirky style to them. You'll have to see to know why. All completely handmade, vegan and cruelty-free with skin-loving ingredients that your body will love. Plus, they smell good enough to eat. But don't actually do that. Check out the range at sugarmonster.com.au and support local business. Now, you're about to also go into skincare, cosmetics, homewares and zero-waste goods. Why do you think this was important? Uh, I think it's uh, tremendously important in that people can consume a more holistic lifestyle that aligns with their values. Mm. So fashion's a really big one because everybody wears clothes, um, but not everybody you know has a skincare routine. Like I know if I speak to a few of my mates, they probably don't have a skincare routine. Whereas um, I think for a lot of women, it's quite, it's quite a, a normal thing for them. Yeah. So you know, using that skincare niche as an example, I really want to try to stride it's sort of an Amazon-esque marketplace where people can buy anything ethical and sustainable in Australia. Mm. So instead of just having conscious fashion, which is amazing, 
Um, really want to help inspire people to, you know, maybe use less uh, plastic in the kitchen. You get, get some zero waste goods for there. Uh, with their skincare, you know, using that as a vegan, that's uh, cruelty-free, that's organically made. Mm. Um, so just trying to sort of help people change their lifestyle, not just their wardrobe. Yeah. It's funny because I, um, I, as we were speaking before, I'm actually a makeup artist in my real life. Um, yeah. And I work with, I've worked with many, many brands and I'm aware of so many brands. And there is so much waste and it's not just the container that your moisturizer is coming in. It's also the box that it's then packaged in with the plastic wrapped around that, that that is then Mm. wrapped in plus the the bag that you're getting it to take it home in the receipt, everything we've got to factor in. Um, And also then all uh, just the production of it, the chemicals, et cetera, cetera, which are going down the oceans. Um, I know that with one, uh, one brand I was working for, they were actually including oxybenzone, I think it's pronounced, in okay. some uh, sunblock. And what they then discovered after selling it for several years was when we actually wash that off in the shower, it goes into the waters and then actually kills coral. So thankfully, they've taken that out of their product. But it just okay. goes to show the things that we are including in skincare even that are having a really detrimental effect on the planet and we are not even aware of it. And we may not even be aware of it yet, but three or four years down the line, we might go, oops, we didn't realise we were having that effect on the planet. But it's things like that we've yeah. got to be really aware of, even down to the coffee pods. Um, I mean, because I'm a huge user of coffee and um there's a really great website where you can actually sign up and send all your waste in for free and they then recycle all those things which i think is we need more of that now we really do that's awesome we need to start cleaning up our planet because we've made a humongous mess of it now where would you like to see the business in the future uh, yeah, I think I've kind of answered a bit of that question um, in your last question mm. in that, yeah, it's that Amazon S marketplace, everything ethical, sustainable in Australia. Um, that's sort of more of a sort of three to five year plan. Um, but that, that's what I'd like to be, just be that one-stop shop, not just for fashion, but just like sort of, you know, I know Amazon isn't as big in Australia compared to America, although it is huge in Australia, but just to be that place where if you need, you know, a new T-shirt, you go to Stride. If you need... Um, you know, a new a new cleanser, you go to Stride. If you need new um, disposable doggy bags, you go yeah. to Stride. So I, I want to create that type of thing where it's yeah, that one-stop shop. Um, I think, and I think that there are a lot, I mean, I know myself, I mean, I'm aware of three friends myself that have their own brands at the moment, which are quite successful um, and yep. definitely uh, aware of their impact on the planet. Say I was one of those companies, would you be happy to hear from them? How do they approach you? Uh, yeah, I'd love to uh, hear from any countries, uh, any companies who align with our values. Um, so they can reach out to me at jordan at stridestore.com.au um, or, yeah, that, that'd probably be the best place to contact me um, and strides for S-T-R-I-D-E. Um, and, yeah, if they've got anything to share, they can just share a bit more information about the brand uh, while I think they align with our values and I'll be sure to get back to you in about the next 24 to 48 hours and always, always on the lookout for new brands. Fantastic. And as you just mentioned, can we just reiterate that website one more time so people can go and have a look? Yeah, so the website itself is www.stridestore.com.au um, or if you want to look us up on Instagram, it's stridestore underscore. Um, that's obviously a really popular place now on social media. Um, and then again, my email is jordan at stridestore.com.au. 
Fantastic. And definitely go and have a look because I must be, I must say, I was quite surprised at how much product you have on the website. <laughs> it's, it's really yeah. quite cool. And so many different styles of clothing that I'm sure there's going to be something for everybody. Now, Jordan, thank you yeah. so much for your time. I really appreciate our chat. And um, I hope that you get your, your wish. And in five years time, that website is Amazon of Australia. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish it's a very audacious goal, but I really appreciate having you on Anthony. And no, that's really pleasure chatting to you. No worries at all. You take care. Thank you all right. again. All right. all right. Thanks, Anthony. Bye. Bye. Ants talk. It's like Oprah, but not.